0: You know, we were in 10 days. Actually, I think we might've been only in eight days. We had four show, four showings, no offers, couple agents said it was high, uh, but I knew that we had a really nice home. And then um, finally we got an offer at 30,000 less, which we may have been dropping down to, we wouldn't have dropped down that low, but we were gonna do a reduction. So, but anyways, mm-hmm. we got an offer at 30,000 less. We ended up getting them up a bit. But you know that buyer played the uh, well. You know what? There's like 50 other other homes in this area for sale right now. And then you know I'm still I'm sitting there going like, yeah, but you're offering on this one. So clearly they want that house. But at the same time, it's like you know how how much back and forth do you do before you just kind of bite the bullet and take uh, a, a little bit of a reduction in the price? I so mean, Greg, are you saying I, I it's think... a buyer's market right now? I'm saying it's turning into that very quickly. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is Tow Rep, the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We are back. <laughs> it is Paul Stevenson. I'm here. Uh, I'm joined with Greg Campbell today. We don't have David. David. Man in short. Good. David's <laughs> yeah. gone. David's gone. We're man short, day late. Uh, yeah. How was the weekend, Greg? Let's just hop right into it. Let's hop right into it. How are you doing?
0: You're back. Uh, I'm Sorry. doing. I'm doing very well. I'm back. I, uh, I as I say, I'm taking a holiday from my holiday. I'm at the cottage now, <laughs> and I finally feel relaxed. When you have, when you're traveling that far and driving that far and driving back with two kids, it's a lot. We uh, stayed in a few different locations, so. Uh, Yeah. Sleeping in beds that are not your own, uh, especially being a man of my size, not always paradise. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I was happy to get to the cottage and actually have a proper sleep last night. And um, yeah, just glad to be uh, back in Ontario. Traveling is super fun, but it's always nice to come back.
1: Yeah. I feel like the girls too probably feel like the cottage is a second home. So everyone's probably had a great sleep last night and uh, we'll have a relaxing few days, you know?
0: Yes, yeah, Savannah is actually still sleeping, <laughs> apparently, and uh, Alexa said she had like the best sleep she's had in uh, a while, so that was good, yeah. My, uh, my
1: youngest is getting to the age now where he wants to sleep in, like he used to be, you know, up at like 6.45, kind of waking me up, being like, you know, can I can I watch TV, can I do this, that? Uh, now it's kind of like you know nine o'clock. I'm checking the watch. Like, hey, okay, we better get breakfast going here. I should maybe poke them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I had an a interesting weekend myself. I have. Uh, I know I've talked about on the show, but the uh, boys and girls club in in Uganda that I'm uh, connected to, we actually have five of the students visiting Canada, first time. Some of them on a plane. Actually, all of them on a plane, uh, first time out of Uganda and uh, coming to visit Canada. So they're actually here for six months and they're doing, um, they have basically a, a culture troupe, so there's five of them, they do drumming, dancing, and they're going to different events around Ottawa, they're actually supposed to perform a blues fest, um, but their flights were delayed, unfortunately, so they didn't make it in time for the, uh, for the performance, um, but they were here this weekend, so they came to my place with a nice barbecue, uh, they were teaching the kids some dance moves, and my parents were here, and so on, so it was, it was quite nice, but uh, anyone who wants to know more about that, or if you have an event coming up, uh, I know one of my friends that was here has a, Uh, beach volleyball event. so she's like I need them to be there they can kind of you know introduce the final teams for the for the final and so on with the drumming Um, but you can go to uh, azbgc.ca and if you go there you'll be able to learn all about the whole program um, you know what the Boys and Girls Clubs does as far as education health and uh, and kind of building opportunities there so it's a really cool organization but uh, if anyone's looking to meet some of the boys and girls that are here in town certainly uh, check that out and um yeah it was a great weekend it was really fun I was uh uh touched you
0: know it was great to just kind of have them here yeah. having, having
1: been there as well with the kids saw, and
0: then having them here was pretty powerful it's very cool man I, I saw the uh, I saw the pics and uh, the video from your uh, your little event at your place on the weekend it looked pretty cool super fun it was great so let's um lots of headlines today lots of headlines uh,
1: some we're going to touch some we won't <laughs> um <clears throat> first, the, <laughs> The first one that I thought was, uh, was very interesting was uh, CTV actually has uh, an article talking about how much you need to earn to buy a home in Ottawa this summer. So they actually go through all of the major markets in Canada and they look at March 2022 based on the stress test rate and then June 2022 based on the stress test rate and kind of where mortgage rates are at. So I want to go through some of those numbers. So it says anyone looking to buy a home in Ottawa must have a six figure income to purchase a property this summer. A new report from Ratehub shows home buyers will, earn, will need to earn at least one hundred thirty-seven thousand and fifty dollars to meet the requirements to obtain a mortgage for the average-priced home in the capital with a twenty percent down payment. So uh, it says of the ten Canadian cities looked at by Ratehub, Ottawa had the fifth highest income requirement to purchase a home in June. Vancouver had the highest income requirement at two hundred thirty-one thousand, followed by Toronto at two hundred twenty-six thousand, Victoria at one hundred eighty-seven thousand, and Hamilton. Coming in, coming in fifth, coming in fourth, with one hundred and seventy nine thousand. So it's pretty, um, pretty insane. And the difference—that's the biggest thing—is when you look at the average home price in March of this year in Ottawa, seven hundred and twenty eight thousand. That price in June is actually six hundred and ninety five thousand. So it's gone down, you know, over thirty thousand as far as the average home price. The mortgage amount, five eighty two in March, five fifty six in June. But the income needed in March, one hundred twenty-one thousand, whereas in June it's one hundred thirty-seven thousand. So even though home prices have come down, mortgage amount has come down, the average income you need has actually gone up 15, over fifteen thousand dollars. So we've been talking for about an this average home, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about this for weeks about how, like, the home price is coming down doesn't necessarily mean it's it's good or it's better for you or it's you know it is a good time to buy because you know as we we have seen very recently um, rates are going to come back down again. That is the expectation. I know we've been kind of drumming that for the last few weeks. Um, But, you know, with home prices dipping and the potential for rates to decline, like this is actually a a very good opportunity to get into the market. Uh, What do you think about those prices, Greg? I know you've been, I mean, you've been talking about prices decreasing for, for at least two months
0: now, three months. Yeah. I mean, I think this is to be expected with everything going on. I can't imagine that it's going to get much more aggressive than this. Um, I know we have something else that we're going to talk about in a minute, but um, I mean, hey, this is this is what you have. Just you know, like we always say, find a way to navigate it. The one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars income required for an average home with a twenty percent down seems uh, seems pretty, you know, seems crazy. Obviously, but everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some people who who aren't even looking at that price point. You know what I mean? They don't need that much. Um, but again, I mean, it's going to be challenging for some people. So you just uh, do do what works for you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just do a quick calculation here because we always, you know, we kind of have this. Um, just one second here. Sorry. We always have this kind of rule of thumb that we tell people, you know, when people are saying, well, what, what am I going to pre approve for from a mortgage? the message we always say is it's going to roughly be somewhere between four and five times your income, assuming you have no debt at all. That's the mortgage you're going to qualify for. And this is actually hits the nail right on the head. So in June, the average mortgage or the mortgage you would need would be 556,480. So dividing that by the 137,000 income that you need, it's actually exactly four times your income. So it's still, it follows the same, the same, you know, formula throughout sometimes it's closer to five, sometimes it's closer to four. I think if we went back to March, it would probably be somewhere in the four and a half to, to five range, but mm-hmm. that's a very good calculation. So for anyone who's listening, um, regardless of where rates are or home prices, it's typically four to five times your income, is what the mortgage amount you're going to qualify for is. Uh, and it's very important to know. i I wanted to say, Greg, I, I sorry this is a bit off the cuff, but um, I have been seeing, like, I've just been, you were t- when you talked about how many listings are on the market, I I kind of poked around on, uh, on MLS and kind of realtor.ca over the last week and was just looking at homes in different areas and literally blown away at the prices that people expect their homes to sell for. Like, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just, if they're <laughs> over anticipating or if they just are not listening to their, the advice that's being given to them. But some of these prices are, uh, I mean, in my opinion, just, you know, maybe having a bit more of a finger on the pulse than the average home seller. Like, I just feel like they're ludicrous. Like I look at them and I say, I would never pay that price for that home. And and this isn't just one. This is like like I saw at least yeah. 30, 40, 50 homes where I'm like, they're never getting that price for that home. What what is causing that? Do you think? Why why is that happening? Is it still that is it still the hangover from January and December? Yeah.
0: People are it's yeah, it's definitely part of it. I mean, there's a couple of things that, that happen, you know, it's It's, um, you know, it falls, it falls on the agent and it falls on the seller, right? You know, you could have an agent who's, uh, in there promising, making promises to somebody, uh, you know, someone who maybe doesn't have a solid referral. They're just looking for an agent. They go and talk to a few, but they end up liking the one that's giving them the highest price. Mm -hmm. And the one that's giving them the highest price is generally the one with the least experience I find, um, because, um, you know, as I've said in the past, like, you know, I'll go in there and I'll gladly take a loss to have uh, someone have to deal with the seller who wants to list 50000 to to $100,000 higher and wait for them to uh, drop the price when they realize it, it's not selling just because the conversations that happen can get a little bit aggressive and intense. And uh, I don't really need that. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a newer agent, you're looking for business, sometimes, you know, you're, you're just saying like, you know, I guarantee that I can get this done. And then you know you'll you'll learn through the process what it's like to deal with uh, with someone that you make promises to that you can't keep in terms of being in the real estate business. But I mean, a lot of sellers themselves too are just uh, you know maybe they, they have a bottom line or they're stuck in a position where they they need to get a certain amount out for where they're going in the, in uh, in a few months, um, and now they're just they're they're now they're going to be panicking. Uh, and I don't know what some of these guys are going to do, but I generally think it's kind of a, um, it's, it's like you said, it's not really understanding what's happening and not getting the right information. Um, you know, that could be from ha- however, I don't know. It's still, del- it's delusional. That's for sure. Like I'm looking right now, uh, in Orleans, we had, uh, what is this 30, 34 price reductions in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And the average day on market for these ones that have the price drop are like hitting. Uh, what is it? I mean, this looks like an average of about 40, 40 days on market now. So, I mean, that's a lot. So, there's, and, and I'm talking like, and this is Orleans, 140 total listings, and that's rentals, detached towns, everything. But 140 listings with about 40 price reductions. I mean, that goes to tell you right there what's, what's going on. And so that, uh, how so that's mid June, right? That means those
1: sellers all mid-June. listed mid June kind of uh yeah. peak peak of people leaving the city and now it's been sitting there for 40 days and
0: time to readjust yeah they they overshot and now they're sitting and you know when you sit too long people start to watch mm-hmm. and it's a very you know it's it's mental you know if i'm looking if i'm looking at a property that i know is overpriced and i'm a buyer and then it drops and it's kind of like there's two things that can happen right you you may jump in you may be like okay cool now it's at that price now I'm going to go in and maybe I'll, I'll, offer even more, but you know, some people might just even wait for another drop. Yeah. You know, dep- depending on what the property is and, and who the buyer is. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of factors, but I tell, you know, it happened to me on, uh, on the weekend. I got a, a deal done last week um, while I was away and we were listed at, you know, what was pretty accurate for, what was going on, but I did say going in, I said, look, we need to like revisit this in 10 days at the latest, if we're not getting any action or any offers and, um, you know, and, and hats off to my seller. We, uh, you know, we were in 10 days, actually, I think we might've been only in eight days. We had four, show, four showings, no offers, couple agents said it was high, uh, but I knew that we had a really nice home. And then um, finally we got an offer, at 30,000 less, which we may have been dropping down to, we wouldn't have dropped down that low, but we were going to do a reduction. So, but anyways, mm-hmm. we got an offer at 30,000 at 30, less. We ended up getting them up a bit, but you know, that buyer played the, uh, well, you know what? There's like 50 other, other homes in this area for sale right now. And then, you know, I'm still, I'm sitting there going like, yeah, but you're offering on this one. So clearly they want that house. But at the same time, it's like, you know how, how much back and forth do you do before you just kind of bite the bullet and take uh, a, a little bit of a reduction in the price? So I mean, Greg, are you I, saying I it's think, a buyer's market right now? I'm saying it's turning into that very quickly. Right? Yeah. And, and this is the thing. Remember what I said? I said that about- I'm saying that facetious, facetiously. Yeah, well, no, but, but yeah, no, I, I get it. But it's, it, it's true. It's slowly changing. At the same time, because it's the summer, i don't know if it's going to like actually fully go into like a complete buyers market or if the rates change again and go down and then fall comes back and then everyone's right back at it, who knows. like it may not ever get to a complete buyers market. right now i think if you're a buyer, you should be actively looking to buy. like i'm i'm even looking at stuff now. and i don't look at i don't look for stuff cuz i don't uh, it's it's not my priority right now, but i'm actually looking at what's going on and i'm looking at opportunities. Yeah. right now, I think it's a more responsible time to buy. and that's that's me. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if
1: you're a buyer, and I mean, you, I know you've said this yourself, that the, the amount of buyers that are, you know, in quotes, sitting on the sidelines is immense. So I'm certainly not the only person on, on realtor.ca perusing the listings, you know, like there's, a, there's <laughs> thousands and thousands of people waiting to see like, oh, price reduction, is it? Uh, it'd be interesting to see how many buyers are on realtor search lists right now. Oh, Just, yeah. You know, how many... Emails oh, are going out tons. and how many people are buzzing just waiting for, for that right price to strike, right?
0: <laughs> the thing that kills me is that there's so many people doing that right now, but you know what? There is... i, I 95% of these people will not pull the trigger and then something will happen and then the prices may go up again and then yeah. they'll have missed this window <clears throat> where they could have, you know, done better. And I mean, that's just human psychology and how it works. I don't think we're in for another massive increase in prices uh, for a while, but uh, I just, you know, the summer is always a good opportunity. Summer and the holidays, best times. Yeah. Um, Stephen, actually, perfect uh, little segue here
1: talking about that. If you can bring up that article that uh, that we threw in there about the, the bond yield. So, rates has obviously been the main topic of conversation over the last few weeks, but Bond rates actually dropped on Friday. So for anyone listening, uh, bond bonds have dropped 30 basis points on Friday. And if they continue to stay where they are, likely uninsured rates are going to be dropping into the four. So that's, you know, if you're putting more than 20%, rates are likely going to drop into the fours. We already saw insured rates uh, have dropped and are now somewhere between kind of 4.69 to 4.79 uh, and then kind of 4.99 to 5.14. So uh, I think, and kind of to this whole point, kind of a perfect storm coming for the for, this, for the uh, fall market, uh, a drop in fixed rates is certainly going to bring the buyers flooding back because I think a lot of people were scared yep. about that. The headlines, rates are going up, fixed rates, variable rates, rate, rates, 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 rates. Uh, so everybody's kind of been Pushed to the sidelines now with rates coming back down and some headlines being like you know rates are dropping now is a good time to get in so on I think we're going to see a lot of buyers coming back I also think now is still a very good time with the rates coming back to go with a uh, variable rate because as rates continue to come down if bond rates drop we're going to see uh, people being able to convert from their variable rate into the fixed rates uh, and get a lower fixed rate than they would by just locking in for five years. So uh, there is a chart, actually, Stephen, if you can bring that up on the, uh, on the article. It's just kind of a, a really interesting chart from July of 2021 until now of the government of Canada five-year bond yield. So you can see this is basically what fixed rates are, are associated with. So you can see it was as low as kind of in the 0.75 to 1% range and then goes up, 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 up huge jump early last early this year, excuse me, um, from, you know, 1.5 to roughly two and a half. Uh, and then it's gone up as high as, you know, over three and a half now, and, and it's back down now to uh, to 2.84. So, you know, it's, it's going to continue to fluctuate, uh, obviously, but with the way things are going, and um, I mean, this is just something that basically the central banks are going to have to follow because, it it implies, uh, as it says right here in the article, you know, it implies lower growth, lower inflation, ultimately lower mortgage rates if we continue to see the economy kind of breaking the way that it seems to be. And we're definitely pushing ourselves towards a recession. And the only way to combat that is to to lower rates. So, you know, I think we're going to continue to see that. I think the odds of... Now, variable rates and fixed rates are not directly connected, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in September because after that last rate hike of one percent that everyone was um, uh, that everyone was kind of concerned about uh, going up one percent instead of uh, the 0.75, seven five, it'll be interesting to see what happens now early September when they have the next rate announcement to see if um, you know see where inflation is, see where the economy is, and see if they they raise the variable rates again or if they kind of hold steady. I said a while ago that I thought they would hit around 4.7 uh, 4.75 and then kind of freeze now we're there right now uh, so we'll see uh, we'll see if they go up again but uh, I can't see them going up much more I mean I had countless conversations this week with clients about you know should I lock in right now should I should I convert? should I switch it to fix I mean we've been talking about this for for weeks on the show so sorry for everyone who uh, who, who listens every week for the redundancy but uh, I had a client this week that had a rate of prime minus 1.35. Uh, and they were considering locking in. And I said, you know, even if prime even if prime got to like six and a half percent, you know what I mean? Like you're still you're still sitting mm-hmm. at a, a better rate than if you went fixed. So, you know, prime would have to go up another one and a half percent for you to be
0: at at a loss. So yeah, so it's very I interesting. So we'll it's- Sorry, Paul, I interrupted you there. No go ahead. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking about you know all this with the rates up and down, uh, you know people you know some people buying, some people waiting. Uh, you know, Stephen made a, a nice point in the chat here saying like we had the same conversation this time last year when uh, when he bought a house, yeah. and I think Stephen, in the end, you got you know you ended up getting a lower you paid less than what you would have paid in the spring. And you paid less than what you would have paid in the fall and you got a nice spot, Um, you know, and that, and that goes to this. It's like, you know, people, people forget sometimes, you know, like when, when there's, when there's one bottle of water available and you're thirsty, you'll pay, you'll pay anything. Like you'll give your life basically for that bottle of water, right? Whatever it takes, you know, if there's you know, if there's a few, if there's a few bottle of waters available, you might be like, okay, well, you know what? I'll get one for myself and maybe I'll get, get another one, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, to, to give to a friend or I don't know, I'm using this kind of weird analogy here, I guess. <laughs> Keep going. I love you, know, it. you got, you got like, you got like, you know, you got, uh, you got a hundred bottles of water. You're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't really need any, any yeah, water in right the now, plants but, with them, you know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm good. I'm good right now. And right now, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bottled waters of bottles of water available. And there's a lot of people not taking advantage of the fact that there's opportunities here. And that's just, but that's how, how it works sometimes, you know, people, people forget until it happens again. Then they're like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't understand the human, the human mind sometimes is uh is a funny place. Well, it's always a funny place, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I think
1: uh, like, what do you, with the current um, listings that are on the market, like with the current supply, do you anticipate that there's just going to be a surge of buyers that that eat up those listings, or do you think the people that have them listed are going to essentially take
0: them back off the market and and reassess their options? I think it's going to be a mix of both. Um, I'm I I think that the buyers are finally coming back into effect in a different way now that things have kind of settled. Um, especially the ones that were just kind of getting over the shock of the rate change and talking to their lender. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're going to see more sales in August. For some reason, that's just a thought. It may not happen, but, uh, you know, I kind of sense that that's going to happen, even with some of my buyers that I'm talking with. Um, But, and that's all I'm saying is just, everyone's got to beat that fall rush because if things go the way that, you know, historically they do, fall could be super busy again. Mm -hmm. And they're still not... You know, there's still not enough new new projects coming out. Uh, builders are having to pay more to build. I know I was reading this thing in the states, and I'm sure it's it's similar to Canada. I mean, I know we talked about like more um uh, levies, kind of like things coming into play for builders, like the costs to build now in the U.S. I was watching something on Bloomberg, and this uh, he was the president of a builders association or whatever, and he was saying that he's like I've never seen more. Um, more home builders, like just completely stopping projects. Mm. Like they're just not going ahead because they can't, they can't afford to do it. And that's devastating, right? Um, because they can't, it doesn't make sense because the home buyer is not going to pay that about that, that difference. They're not going to play this, pay the split. Well, and there's a huge ripple through the whole economy too, then, right? If there's no
1: development yeah. happening or renovations, then that affects every trade, Absolutely. every, you know, it, it affects everyone down, down, all the way down the pipe so uh so yeah there's no easy answer but um i think uh with the way things are going yeah the fall the fall will be interesting i think that like i said the rate announcement september is going to be interesting to see what they do especially if we see bond rates continue to drop and fixed rates coming down then you know it's you know we did see at one point where variable rates were actually uh, on par and actually at some point in some points higher than the fixed rates even in the last i think it was you know, in the last two years or year, even uh, we've seen sometimes where I think there was fixed rates at 1.99 and variable rates were at, you know, two to 2.1. So you could actually lock in for less than what you would get on a variable rate, which is, I mean, in my right. experience, at least unheard of, like it's always, there's always a spread there of some sort. So we'll see where things go. I mean, if, if fixed rates are currently for an insured mortgage, you know, putting less than 20%, if they're sitting at 4.69 and uh, prime currently, uh, is, you know, 4.7. So if you're getting a discount of, let's say even, uh, you know, prime minus a half or or prime minus 0.7 or whatever that is, uh, you know, you're sitting in the low fours, maybe high threes. I mean, there's not that much of a gap there. So if the bond rates come down and fixed rates come down, then we're going to see probably them get pretty close to on par again. And that'll be interesting to see then what, what those conversations look like with clients and um, for people that are in a variable rate currently that are seeing their rates kind of increase, increase and fixed rates coming down, coming down, like how many people are then at that point, will it make sense to actually convert it right to, to maybe a short term fix to mm-hmm. two, three years, uh, and just see where rates are at at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love these, I love these conversations. It's like more of the same, but different every time. Yeah. Well, funny what
1: Steven we said about is, us having this to-
0: do- go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I'm done.
1: <laughs> I was just saying, Stephen's Steven, comments uh, about, you know, basically having the same conversation around this time last year. It, yeah. It's funny, if you go back to last year's, you know, June, July, August episodes and listen to them, they're, it's true, like it's kind of a, sounds kind of like a broken record, but very similar conversations as far as, you know, where the market is, how many listings, how many opportunities there are, now being a good time to buy, et cetera. Uh, I know Stephen said he paid less than, uh he paid about 120,000 less than what they were expecting to going into their their uh their negotiations so mm-hmm. same yeah. equation different variables you know thank you steven for the That's uh, it. for the quotable <laughs> uh should we slide in the mood boost greg i feel like we we've i given, think so that was we, uh yeah we yeah,
0: i think we've given all we can right now that was great yeah. Me- yeah. meaty meaty episode as steven says yeah let's see here um
1: Okay, I got, let's go, we'll go four today. We'll go four. Uh, So, number one, what did one or tell the other or? This is so romantic.
0: Ah, So romantic,
1: yes, 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 Um, What should a lawyer always wear to a court? A good lawsuit. Should wear a good lawsuit. Um, What room doesn't have doors? A mushroom. Mushroom, yeah. No doors. Wow. Wow. A mushroom. Yes. And last but not least, number four, what sort of cocktail does an attorney drink? subpoena colada. subpoena colada. (laughs) My personal favorite. <laughs> I'm coming on to laugh for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks, Greg, for tuning in. I know where we got the beautiful still image of yourself. I feel like your beard is much thicker uh, based on the video I saw of you earlier. Uh, Dave will be back next week, I imagine. Uh, next week is going to be what? End? Of, we might even be
0: August next week. No. Thinking of the calendar. Yeah, we are, and I'll, wow. I'll have some. Uh, I'll I'll have some good numbers for next week. I'm doing. First, I'm doing a big yeah. stat. Stat update for the um, uh, for the brokerage. So I'll have some I'll have some real juicy numbers for next episode. I like juicy numbers. Sounds
1: great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe, like, share, review, comment, and uh, we'll be back next week. Quick shout out to North Brew Coffee. Uh, if you go to northbrew.ca, use the promo code podcast. You'll get 20 percent off of your coffee order every coffee order, and 20 percent of that. Uh, purchase goes towards the Ottawa homeless community. So great coffee, great cause. Uh, Shout out to the Agency Ottawa, Greg Campbell, Managing Director, Realtor. Uh, And shout out to Referral Mortgages, our great operations team, our amazing agents. And uh, shout out to Stephen Hopkins. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.